Hello again, my hope friends. Uh, it is good to be with you today, and we are going to read in Proverbs again. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 1 and verse 7. Today I call this false balance because that's kind of the topic that kicks off in verse 1. It says this, A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Verse 7 says, When the wicked dies, his hope will perish, and the expectation of wealth perishes too. As I was reading through Proverbs last year, I just I marked this out as a passage that stuck out to me. This idea of a false balance being an abomination. And abomination is one of those old biblical words, but it really does carry some weight to it, feeling like this is just horrific before the Lord. This is so far over the line. This is so against his nature, so against his desire. It is an abomination to him. And it is the idea of a false balance. So when you read that, I don't know what picture comes to your mind, but in my mind from the history of uh, Israel and antiquity, you start to get the understanding of this is a marketplace. This is a shop and someone is measuring out either the weight of goods or the weight of a payment and they have balances. They have a scale there to balance to find out if they are exchanging properly, if they are giving the right amount to the customer or receiving the right amount from the customer. And a false balance is someone who gets a weight that does not represent the truth, that is false. So in other words, if I were to use a false weight to measure out how much I've given you, I would maybe make a, a weight that says it's a pound, but it would be less than a pound so that when I put a the product on the other side, I don't have to give you a full pound. I only give you less than a pound, but it looks like I'm giving you a full pound. And this is something that really is, as it says, an abomination to the Lord. This is something that is really over the line. It feels like a little white lie or a little business lie or something that's just kind of normal. Well, people do this. This is how you get by. This is how you make it, but not to God. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. And what he's talking about is knowingly making something look right that is wrong, knowingly cheating someone else out of what is just and fair to them, but not acknowledging that you're cheating it, cheating them, not letting them know that you're cheating them, instead making it look like you're doing what's right. You are deceiving them. You are fooling them. You are using people's trust to benefit yourself at a cost to their well-being. That is what bothers God so much about this. And that is what God says should have no part in his people because a just weight is his delight, something that is true, something that reflects the truth. Why is this such a big deal to God when we make it such a small deal so often? We lie and fudge the truth and just twist it a little bit over here and just not quite exactly the right. Why is it such a big deal to God? Well, there are a few reasons. One of them I found in the connection down to verse 7. When the wicked dies, his hope will perish, and the expectation of wealth perishes too. As you read that, it's hard not to see what God is saying about wealth, that no matter how much you try to value it in life, it disappears. There comes a time in all of our experience when we our time on this earth ends, when we pass away, and at that point, Everything that you've done, justifying it by the wealth that is gained, suddenly is empty. This wealth doesn't last. It is empty. And the hope that we put in it, when the wicked dies, his hope will perish. 
the expectation of wealth perishes too. The hope that I put in it turns up empty too. And that's why it is so abominable to God. That's why it is so horrific to God that people that think that they are getting over on someone else, they're tricking someone else, they're gaining advantage of someone else, are actually tricking themselves. They are lying to themselves. They don't believe they're lying to themselves, but it turns out that they are betraying their own trust in the thing that they put their hope in because that hope can't pay off. There comes an end to this life and an end to any value for wealth. And because of that, it's not worth it to be dishonest. So one of the reasons that a false balance is an abomination to the Lord and a just weight is his delight is because of the emptiness that's down that path. But the idea of anything that reflects the truth is something that also matters to God. The idea of a just weight, a straight and true weight that measures out fair and equitable interactions, that is something that matters to God. And especially the idea that we are not people who try to make evil look good. We are not people who try to cover what we knowingly do that is wrong, but try to get credit for doing the right thing, present ourselves as people who are fair when we are people who are patently unfair. This has application beyond just transactions. This has applications beyond business because then it goes into relationships. How are we at the truth in relationships? Because in any relationship, trust is the foundation and trust is based on the idea that the person on the other side of that relationship is reliably trying to give you the truth. They are not trying to deceive you. They are not abusing your trust. They are stepping into that trust and trying to be a person of integrity. And God loves relationships. So when you betray relationships, you destroy something God loves, something that God made as the fabric of what it means to be human and alive, one of the foundations for how we find joy, hope, connection, companionship in this life, relationships. And when you destroy that and then you make people gun shy in relationships and you in your own heart keep sowing that destruction to other people, that grieves the heart of God. So a false balance is an abomination in part because it reflects a pattern, not just in business, but in relationships that destroy relationships. And I would say the other reason that this really matters to God is because our integrity matters to God for our purpose and our calling. We are not just people bumbling around in this life trying to put things together. We are witnesses of the Almighty. We are bearers of the good news, messengers of the gospel that saves someone's soul. In that, we are people for whom our trustworthiness matters. We are people that need to be faithful and known as truth-tellers because if we are liars— then when we speak the truth, it is often heard as unreliable, untrustworthy. So it matters to God that we are people of the truth. So I read that verse and my head goes down these paths about being people of honesty, be people that aren't deceiving ourselves and aren't deceiving others to the detriment of our ability to relate to them and their ability to relate to others and people that hold fast to what our actual purpose is. Israel's purpose was to shine out the glory of God to the nations. They stumbled at that in, in everything that they did. Obviously, Jesus Christ came from that nation and his light shone for them. So God accomplished that anyway through his people. But Israel never really understood their role in sharing God's news, God's person, God's presence, God's invitation for forgiveness to others. And we can often fail at it too when we elevate 
the simple, minor, ordinary things like money to the place where they compete with our actual purpose for being here on this earth to share the good news with others. So let us be people who tell the truth and speak the truth and value the truth. Let us not be people who try to pull the wool over the eyes of others so that we can gain advantage simply because they trust us. In other words, let us be people who reflect the integrity of our Heavenly Father.